Hey, good people. Thank you for tuning into a sip at the table podcast. Pour up a drink and we'll meet you at the table. Thank you again for listening to A Sip at the Table podcast. I'm Shafonda. And I'm Yvette. And y'all know the vibes. We're on a mission to redefine Black relationships by staring up the past, shaking up the present, and pouring into our future one topic at a time. Yes, ma'am. Because Black problems are human problems. And of course, we got y'all covered. We do all this lovely conversation over some beautifully curated cocktails. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, what do we have this week? So this week we have the Hibiscus Island uh, in honor of Juneteenth. We wanted to be very intentional about what we were bringing you guys. And so for those of you who don't know, uh, the hibiscus is indigenous to West Africa and was often um, exported along with the slaves Mm -hmm. um, during the Atlantic slave trade. Um, And so it served a dual purpose, one, to keep the livestock that was also exported alive, um, Mm -hmm. but two, also to make sure that the slaves made it through the journey, given its medicinal properties. Um, And so while over here um, in the United States of America, (laughs) (laughs) plantation owners would often like find um, the hibiscus plants planted among um, other things in the slaves uh, food plots so yeah and then you know they discovered it then like then it was some new shit yeah crystal columbus but again Mm -hmm. it was really ours so there you go isn't everything pretty much yes (laughs) we make the culture like yes Yes, and don't let anyone tell you differently, okay? Have you seen that um that movie um My Big Fat Greek Wedding? No. Okay. I I see like the first 5 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the dad, he's like he's like super Greek, right? So he's like yeah. give me a word, any word, and I'll show you how the root of that is Greek. Now I feel like give me anything, any piece of culture. Anything. It's so and I'll American how- culture is black culture and I'll, I'll show you how the root of that shit is black like it's crazy golly hold your head up stop saying excuse me second like, no. <laughs> 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 on this topic it, not on this topic all right yes song of the summer right what do you think the song of the summer is Oh, you putting me on the spot like that? Oh, just, just, just what? Not based off of your own opinion and liking, but when you're driving to work, driving home for work, what song is always on the radio? Song of the summer. I don't listen to the radio. You know that, girl. Okay. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> like, don't, say, don't Jack Harlow song. G L A I M. What? This Jack Carlo song oh is God. going to be the song of the summer. So y'all didn't let this this man what <laughs> this what man this non melanated man take over hip hop for summer twenty twenty two. 
And I actually listen to the words. Because the song is catchy. Mm -hmm. It's really catchy. But when you listen to the words, I feel Mm -hmm. a little bit like he's trolling us. Mm. Because the words are just so, like, basic, non-creative. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, poking. Like, like one of his lines that I was like, okay, he's definitely trolling us. He was like, I don't care. I don't care what I gotta look at the words. Oh, you can't alpha. I don't care what frat that you was in. You can't alpha me. Keep dreaming. And then he goes on to, I got plaques in the mail peak season. Shout out to my UPS workers, making sure I receive them. I'm just so disgusted. Like, bye, (laughs) sir. I was like, this man is trolling us, and, and y'all are yeah. eating it up. Yeah, and then ain't no way. Then, it, <laughs> then we read that article about him. It was that last week when he was talking about some he oh, love black women, and they've always been. Mm-hmm. They've always been a part of his painted. life, and like, I mean, fuck? it could have came from a genuine place, but it could have. But now with this, trolling I read shit, it. Now I feel different, right? I read it after I like was like actually listening to the words of the song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, yeah, not feeling it. You didn't even know that Brandy was Ray J's brother. Thank you. So sit down. How did you not know that? Anywho, yeah, moving. Ugh, I'm about to say sorry. That I was can't. a long Ooh. tangent. Sorry, y'all. No. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Um, but we do have a word of the day, word of the episode for y'all. It yeah. is. <clears throat> panacea i like it i like this word too Sounds sexy they do right a panacea is something that is regarded as a cure-all that is a remedy for all ills or difficulties so like in a sentence to be apple cider apple cider vinegar is the black panacea sore throat acv rash acv gerd acv it's miracle look, water. We look, call it miracle water in this house. Slow your period down. ACV. Yeah. Metabolism. <laughs> ACV. You, wait, wait, wait. You think somebody gonna name their daughter Panacea? I bet you. Probably or something that name. Or something like a Panacea. Panacea, Ooh. girl. Come here, Pan Pan. Be a, be a stripper name. Panacea. Panacea. Ooh, I cure all. Right. Like, <laughs> you got a headache? I got, got you. you. <laughs> Panacea. <laughs> Coming to the stage, y'all. Panacea. <laughs> Yo. Oh, and- we lunching early. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and roll into uh, Ain't That Some Sip. <laughs> Yeah, so what we sipping on today? Girl, okay, so y'all may have seen on our Instagram, we posed the question about Lori and um, Bakari. If y'all don't know, you know, we look, we call him Bakari. <laughs> Bakari? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Um, they split, so we asked, like, do we think it was, like, an age thing? Um, I don't know if it was necessarily an age thing. Initially, I said yes. Mm-hmm. But now, I just feel like... They were at two different... They wanted two different things. And I don't know if her age necessarily played into that. Because I feel like she could have said that... that driven by age? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's... 
it could be you know a lot of times you say like oh the man doesn't want to get married yeah so i don't think it necessarily had an age thing but i feel like they wanted two different things Mm. well she was engaged before when she was 19 to like a soccer player Mm -hmm. so this isn't new for her like Mm -hmm. the, the idea of being married um and for those of you guys who don't know like the the rumor is he wanted to settle down mm-hmm. she did it mm-hmm. when they first got together i personally felt like it wouldn't last one mm-hmm. because of the age difference like she's mm-hmm. young yeah and you know michael or bakari he don't <laughs> he don't really like you never catch him like i don't think we've ever seen him in like a relationship like things here and there but this is the first time he like came out yeah but like being public in his relationship yeah it was serious yeah so i was like okay this man is ready to settle down Mm -hmm. she like was for the streets i don't condemn her for that she's Mm -hmm. young again yeah like sometimes i forget how young she is like she just turned 25 Mm -hmm. so when they started dating she was like 23 maybe 24 i think she had turned 24 like yeah but then did somebody so else have a party for her and then girl i don't know who did he no i think it was like future shit somebody or who else Manta- montana i don't know shit i don't know <laughs> <laughs> one of the men's in the right. <laughs> like one of the one of the guys she was dating at the time yeah but, um, but yeah she is very young but i i don't know like young people have gotten married you know what i mean and like, like they're fine so i don't necessarily right. think it was Especially since now you're saying, I didn't know she was engaged when she was 19. So, um, I think she was mature enough to realize that's not what she wanted right now. Right. I don't think she should be condemned for that. I think that's mm-hmm. actually a good thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like Michael B. Jordan is like, when you think about black Hollywood and like people in mm-hmm. our age range, mm-hmm. he's like up there. Yeah. So, I feel like most women, even if they weren't ready... Mm-hmm. They probably would have been like, okay, like, yeah, like, let's like, do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like, right, let's who, do it. who else am I possibly going to go Going to, to that this is mm-hmm. caliber? So I guess I commend her in that regard. I see like a lot of people bashing her. Mm-hmm. Um, I bash her for other reasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but not this. Like, I, I think right. that's like really dope that as a young woman, you're taking ownership of what you mm-hmm. want to do mm-hmm. in your life and you're not being like swayed just by because it's, or the public perception right. of what you think that people, you know, want you to do or what they're saying that you should do. Mm-hmm. So initially, um, I felt differently than I do now. So I think now that I've like thought yeah. about it more in depth, mm-hmm. I think it was pretty mature on her part to to be able to take a step back and be like, eh, we're going in two different directions. So I think they'll better, yeah. they'll both be better off for it. Um, after some I time, think so especially too. him, you know, I think he's more heartbroken than she is probably. Cause in the article I read, it said she's <sighs> moving on. I was like, damn girl. <laughs> I don't know why I, I would love to know. And I'm never going to find out. So it's okay. But <laughs> what other than her looks, cause she's a very pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Like what made you think, that in, in initially in going to into this relationship, mm-hmm. given her recent history, mm-hmm. so not even like there was time passed, like she was back right. to back to back to back. Oh, she sure was. That she was about to like tie her down. So part of me is like she should have been honest from the beginning, and maybe she was with where but, she was. But then the other part is like there's a blind man could see. 
mm-hmm. like what time she was on. I'm actually surprised they were together as long as they were. Mm-hmm. So, but I think by the time they went public, supposedly they had already been together for a few months. But you know, it was COVID. I would and we're hope really doing so. A uh, turtle and nugget. What? <laughs> that was their nickname for each other. Oh, turtle and nugget. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I know too much. <laughs> You're invested. Social media. <laughs> I'm not invested. I mean, I'm not invested. Somebody slide up in my man Bakari's DMs. Right. They. I'm pretty sure they already See. have. He's good. He'll be fine. <laughs> I, I was just glad to see him with a black girl, but didn't realize before her he had he had a few others. So mm-hmm. you know yeah, what? Him. Yeah, it's it's okay. You're right. They'll be okay. Maybe they'll find each other later on in life if he stays single long enough, and she decides that she wants to settle down. If that's what she wants, I think she'll be in a no. relationship before he will. A, a, a real one? No, just the next like, relationship. I think it'll be her before. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. Maybe she can go back to Diddy. No, he's dating old girl. Isn't Maybe. he? Young Miami or whatever? They could. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with these old ass men, like going after <laughs> these young ass women. Like, I know it's nothing. Like, I know nothing's new under the sun. I know it's not new, but come on. It, it, it's becoming a bit much. Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> What else? Because we could go all night on that shit too. Shop topic, topic for another day. Okay, Ooh, that should have been open bar. These nasty daddies, nasty daddies, <laughs> being nasty. Moving on to the next thing. Yes, <laughs> uh, for those of you who watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, I'm sure you are familiar with this conversation that we're about to have. Uh, this idea of what it means to be friends versus friendly. Mm. Uh, and so for some context, Sonia Richards Ross, who is an Olympic gold medalist, she's a newbie on the show. And um, she was brought on the show by Drew Sedora, who is on her, I think, sophomore season. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Candy Burris, 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 Burris. Thanks, Hibiscus Island. Candy <laughs> Burris. <laughs> she, uh, she interviewed Sonia for uh, her podcast. And um, she asked her about her relationship with Drew because there were a couple of scenes where Sonia seemed to, you know, be coming for Drew's net. And um, Sonya responded that her and Drew were friendly, mm-hmm. but they were not friends. Mm. Mind you, um, Sonya got into a car accident on the show, and the first person she called was not her husband, but it was Drew. Mm. And Candy called her out on that, and she was like, oh, no, well, the only reason why I called her was because she was on the phone with me, like, a few minutes prior, and so I just, you know, called her to vent, not with the expectation that she would come get me. And so I think this is interesting because on another reality show, uh, the uh, Love and Marriage DC, mm-hmm. um, Ashley, I don't know her last name, Quicksilver's wife, okay. um, Ashley Sil- oh, Silva, because his last name is actually Silva. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there, she had a conversation with someone and like the same thing came up. They were like, oh, well, you know, that's your friend, right? And she was like, no, we're, we're getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. We're friendly, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't consider her my friend, mm-hmm. even though, you know, they were painting DC red in the club mm-hmm. events, mm-hmm. been to each other's house at that point, but they were still friendly. Mm-hmm. They weren't friends. Okay. So what do you think? Um, well, it seems like. Sonia was being like shady um a little bit but as the topic goes I don't necessarily feel like it's an issue if you're not if you're saying it like genuinely um because for some people it takes them a long time to consider someone a friend like years mm-hmm. you go through some things you you know like or whatever like it takes people years for someone to be considered a friend to them like oh they're in my circle they got my back they've seen me on my highs my lows everything in between they're my friend. Um, so somebody you're friendly with, you're not, you're more than an acquaintance, but you might not be like someone they would consider like a friend friend. So I don't necessarily think it's a jab. Um, because especially as you get older for me personally, like friends mean different things than they meant to me 10 years ago. Like mm-hmm. ten years ago, I'm like oh yeah, that's my friend. But now I'm like no, nah, like they cool. It's pretty much to me. It's pretty much the same. Like, oh yeah, they cool. They, you know, I fuck with her. But that doesn't mean that you're like my friend. So I don't. But is it important to like vocalize that? Like yeah. I, 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 I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. But if somebody, as long as you know the difference, mm-hmm. is it important if somebody is like asking you, like for example, you hanging out with your coworker? Mm-hmm. And y'all somewhere, and they're like, oh, is that your friend? Are you going to be like, nah, that she's an associate? Are we at, or not? Nah, that's just my coworker. Are we at a corporate event? Because like, oh, yeah, it's my coworker. It's like, no. No, no, no. Y'all not, like, y'all are no, out no. like, Cause happy I, hour look, I, or something. And I got some, y'all at your birthday party. I got some good coworkers. And y'all, I've met, I've worked with some really good people. So, so if somebody say that's your friend, you're going to be like, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna like, I, I'm not going to take the time out to, like, say, to distinguish between, no, we're just friendly. Right. Um, I think we're it would come friends. up in, like, a conversation if you're having like a real conversation with like someone you would be friends with or, or something like that. But if it's like some random person that's never met who I'm with before, I'm not gonna look, Oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is oh, we're friendly or this is my acquaintance. I'm not saying that like, no, because in my brain, if we're more friendly, then we're closer to friends than not. Yeah. So I'm not going to make that distinction. I feel like you're only making that distinction to be shady or if you're having like, a conversation and it you know just uh you're trying to just make a distinction and it kind of like snowballs in that mm-hmm. into that way um but otherwise i mean i don't really necessarily think it's a bad thing especially like i said as you get older like friends just yeah. that word friend it can hit different sometimes because by then you've been through some shit mm-hmm. you didn't have like that friend yeah. you know that person that you thought was your home girl and you're like damn like she never <laughs> gave a fuck about me <laughs> so i think like as you get older the word you just a little bit, you know, more aware when you use yeah. the word friend. That's how I'm looking at it. That's that's fair. I feel like I'd be offended either way. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm your associate, yeah. you, like, we out. Yeah, oh, yeah, if we out. To, yeah. like, dinner yes. or something. Yeah. And then somebody be like, oh, that's your homegirl. Like, no, we're just associates. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at you sideways, like, oh, even for, though. Like, oh, we're? Like, like surety in me, mm-hmm. I, 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 can, I can understand mm-hmm. why you would say that. Mm-hmm. 
the fact that you say that though just pissed me off. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, if you're I'm out and my Mariah Carey, sh- I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you're out and somebody comes over, like I feel like that's stupid. Like, and you're like, oh, this is my acquaintance. Like, unless you're really my acquaintance, like, or you're really my <laughs> Do, no. Which, are you gonna be out with no, your acquaintance? Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, unless you are really that like, way. If we're like, if we're hanging yeah. out and we at dinner and we hit happy hours and brunches, I'm not gonna be like, oh, this is my acquaintance. Nah, like this is my friend. Yeah. But even though in my mind I'm like, oh, she, you know, she ain't there yet. But I'm not gonna make that distinction and be like, oh, this is my acquaintance when we didn't did all all this shit together. We shopping, mm-hmm. we hanging out, and all this other stuff. Hmm. So I can see how she was yeah. that way, but yeah, yeah. I, I I felt some type of way for yeah. her. Yeah, and like, that situation, yeah. I felt like But with Quicksilver at my house. The uh, same thing. You was at my house. I just we done double dated. Our husbands then had their own situation going on. I don't. I don't know. Like I didn't. I didn't see it, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. like, to me, like if if yeah. it depends on like that tone and like why are you having that conversation? That's true. Like what's the, what's the context of the conversation because if it's not meant for a shade and you're like oh yeah like you know we friendly like we hung out sometimes and blah 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 blah. like if it's if it's said like that with no shade intended or anything like that then it you know but if you're like yeah y'all kiki and then somebody else asks you and now all of a sudden y'all just friendly mm-hmm. mm, i don't like that mm. what happened was she realized that she- she wasn't friends with any of the other ladies. Mm, so she couldn't do shit like, for oh, her. Okay. She couldn't do nothing for her. So now they're friendly mm-hmm. and not friends. That's shit. Because mm-hmm. nobody else like you. So right. I want to, you know, I want to be accepted. Exactly. So. We're friendly. We're not. Oh, that's friendly. not my friend. We, you know, we hang out. So now you're trying to downplay it. <sighs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But know. y'all let us know. We're gonna we're gonna put a poll up. Yeah, is, is there a need to distinguish between mm-hmm. friends and friendly when you're in social setting? Good question. We're gonna see what the people say. Okay, bet. As usual, before we really get the drinks and the convo flowing in the open bar, can we get an on the rocks preview, please? Yes. So this actually <laughs> reminds me of like a, a J. Cole verse on a um, <laughs> Anderson Pack song. Mm-hmm. You guys come meet me in the middle, right there in between yeah. us. Uh, that one, right? Okay. Yeah, no, that's anyway. Okay. This girl, she's suddenly obsessed with a guy <laughs> that she hasn't seen in forever. Um, and she, he used to be interested in her, but at the time she wasn't feeling him. But now all of a sudden he didn't popped up, occupying her brain. She don't know how to get in touch with him. So she's like, should I, you know, what should I do? Should I send a smoke signal? Like, should should I pursue this? Or is it just my dream? Oh, we going to get into that. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting. That's going to be really interesting. Mm. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. All right. So let's go ahead. Turn up, pop some bottles. What is our tipsy topic for our open bar? We'll be sipping on. What's our topic? Okay, y'all. So for our open bar today, we wanted to keep it a little light. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's enough like trauma and just bad news everywhere mm-hmm. you look. Uh, so we're going to keep it light today. 
And Father's Day is coming up, as I am sure uh, you all are aware. And so we wanted to just take this opportunity to talk about some of uh, uh, the fathers and our favorite sitcoms Mm -hmm. um, and looking at how these men um, showed up um, in their fatherhood role, how they navigated their blackness in the process, Mm -hmm. um, and, and how they had an influence on the, the culture. Cause you know, there's, there's a common misconception that black fathers just aren't around. Right. Right. Um, and so I think this is great. Like it was so fun. Like trying to like talk through this episode and like pick which, you know, fathers, cause there was so many. Um, so I think, uh, one of the so the first one we have is Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it was so fun to do this mm-hmm. one because we have the current one, and of course we got the original. So it was so nice to like compare the two, yeah. like the two takes because of course the the current one is like more of a drama, um, which is funny because it kind of allows me to see some of the other like some of the issues that were still there but like that were made funny mm-hmm. in the sitcoms so i'm like damn yeah the same thing <laughs> um, <laughs> so of course like you know um uh uncle phil like he t- you know he takes will in and he already has children he's married they're a nice you know successful black family and um, that's a common misconception that every black family you know is down and out and so that was mm-hmm. already something nice and different that they did in that sitcom. Like they were like, you know, of opportunity, yeah. of wealth, right? And so he was different because he took in someone's child that wasn't his and, you know, became this father figure. So I wonder why they decided to, because he didn't really take to Will in the original Mm-mm. one, right? But now yeah. in the current one, they, you know, like he's instantly like trying to be there for him, like ten toes down, and it's Will who's giving the yeah. resistance. Uh, I have my I have my thoughts about the new Uncle Phil, and if they are fortunate enough to get another season, which mm-hmm. I hope because I think it's really dope, I would like to learn more because part of me feels like this is real convenient for his campaign mm-hmm. to become whatever politician he's trying to become. Um, part of me feels like he really cares, but then there's also that like struggle that he has with Aunt Viv where it's like, well, we can't tell Will about Lou, which is his real dad. So I'm like, well, what the hell happened with Lou that mm-hmm. you don't want him to come up? Because it can't be all about, like, Will. Yeah, yeah. Like, it has to be some dirt. Something, right, some dirt. It has to be so something. You, it, it, it felt a lot like he was trying to make himself feel less, less guilty mm-hmm. of something that he did versus it being, like, a genuine... Genuine, I'm trying to give you this opportunity. Right. No strings attached. Nothing's happened in the past. Right. That is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I really, I really think that was groundbreaking. The original one, like I said earlier, was just because they weren't struggling. Like he was like, no, like black people be living well as, you know, they be living well too. So I thought that was really cool, you know, and it's already hard enough, um, to be a father to your own kids. Mm -hmm. And now you're also sharing your time, your, your energy, your mind, your heart with someone who's not even of blood to you. That's not even his blood. Right. Right. So, you know, yeah. shout out to Uncle Phil. I thought that was, you yeah. know, that's pretty dope. And right? I, think, 
I think that's also, and I, I could be wrong, but from mm. what I said, something that is unique to the black experience, mm-hmm. which is like this idea of like family outside of like your nuclear family and mm-hmm. like what it means to show up for them. Cause when you look at like the, the white culture, like mainstream culture, they're mm-hmm. all about like their nuclear, nuclear family. Like you have wife, you mm-hmm. have your kids and that's it. Like yep. I got cousins over there, but you know, I see them when I see them, but I'm not mm-hmm. responsible for them. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in the, in the black community, like my mom was raised by her aunt mm-hmm. and a lot of like my, my grandmother and her siblings was like raised by like someone else, not mm-hmm. necessarily like their mother or their father for whatever reason, whether it be work or, you know, somebody just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it was good to see the black family in that light, to have mm-hmm. somebody that's not the dad kind of yes. like step up, in. show up. Yeah. Same thing for Aunt Viv. But mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, that I think that is unique yeah. um, to the black experience, you know, slavery. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know we gonna roll, you know we got that topic down the road. We already know we know we could do. Well, we being light today. <laughs> light, you're right. <laughs> that that hibiscus island almost had you making a laugh. But we go. <laughs> the ancestors was. We gonna talking. keep on keeping up. <laughs> okay, so to to put it different, like so, we also had to bring in um, Frank Mitchell. <laughs> so. His is kind of like twofold. So he's a good, you know, I'm like initially, like, you know, you go through right. all these seasons. I think he's like a great dad and blah, 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 whatever. And that was in their dynamic originally was interesting too, because of course his wife was um, a stepmom. Right. Yes. So that's an interesting dynamic as well. Like, you know, they raising kids through. that aren't mm-hmm. her own. Yes. And so that was already like, you know, interesting. It was different. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, we had that cousin Dorian. Cousin Dorian came in, came in, uh, and man, like, I, I don't even know, like, came in, was supposed to be the cousin, cousin. Dorian. supposed to be the cousin, like, oh, hey, hey, hey. And he was acting yeah. the son. So this pissed me off. I think it pissed yeah. a lot of people off because yeah. it, I, aside from, we'll get into him as a father in a second, but I think it was on UPN. They really dropped the ball because here we had like this like great depiction of what it means to be a black family. Thriving. Doing you know, well. A, a mixed family at yes. that. Yes. Doing well. You know, coming up through the ranks, and you know, Moesha was hot in the pants, but you know they got her together. Had to that in the bud, yeah. Get her together a little and then, bit. <laughs> you know, we thought he was doing a great thing. This mm-hmm. kind of like Uncle Phil taking in nephew was like, you know, I'm gonna steer you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then, from from my understanding, UPN, someone said, "Well, no, we have to like put in conflict, and this is gonna be the conflict." Because we can't possibly have, like, a well-to-do, like, black man. Like there has to be With no something. issues. Right. There, there has to be something wrong. And that's actually one of the reasons, or the reason why Cheryl Lee Ralph wasn't in, like, the last, um, the last season of the mm-hmm. show. Like, she, like, 
popped up at the very end. Mm -hmm. But it was like, how, like, why? Why do we always have to, like, depict, like, black men in, like, a negative, like, black men, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a negative light. And so I think that's very much in line with what what we can call mainstream media tries to mm-hmm. portray a black about black men. And even though there are some, you know, that we, you know, that don't show up, there are also white dads that don't show up. There's also Hispanic right. dads, Asian dads that don't show up. There is no, um, if you ain't shit, like sometimes that doesn't discriminate. Like, right. And so it's, you know, it's always the, you know, the black father that's getting the short end of the stick. And so that was unfortunate that, you know, he ended up after all these seasons all this work you know this fall and like you know and for it to come in and that's like your son and all you know it was just a really fucked up situation because even if you think about it i mean it's not real but even having him keep that type of it was just it was just a mess like and it didn't make sense it didn't make sense it it made zero (laughs) sense but of course going back to your thing like where there has to be conflict but sometimes there is no conflict in a black family like they just be living be chilling and it's fine like that's okay for us to have as well was conflict that was conflict enough like (laughs) trying to raise a daughter who always trying to be out and out in the street (laughs) that that's enough okay that was more than that but back to okay Let's say we're going with this storyline, right? Mm-hmm. That he decided to... He, he had an affair on his um, wife that has passed away mm-hmm. and had this love child that his sister agreed to take care of and raise, right? Let's say we're going with that storyline. Does that negate who he was as a father to his kids who actually live with him and also the role model that he was for other black men in the community whose father wasn't there like does that take away from that um yes (laughs) (laughs) because you know of course no one's perfect you know like Everyone has things that, you know, everyone has a past. Everybody has things that they're not good at or not proud of and their own demons and stuff like that. But when you're trying to preach a path to someone and Mm -hmm. every day you're living a lie, Mm -hmm. that's a hard thing to swallow because then you start questioning everything. It's, it's, it's a betrayal. It's a huge betrayal. to to anyone that you could have touched and now even though you were doing good things it's just like damn like how can you be looking me in my face and telling me all these things and you had a whole son that was like down the street yeah then you then he living in the house you lying like it's just you know you just it's very manipulative and it still got out and you 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 know you were preaching taking responsibility and accountability for your actions and making good decisions and all of these things and not only you know did you have extramarital affair like mm-hmm. you had a child you got your you didn't pour your sister into the lie and she's lying and mm-hmm. it, you know so it's just a huge i mean all the work that he has done is just now tainted yeah i i 100% agree um because, like, your home is not taken care of. Like, mm-hmm. that is your home. That's funny so, home. you can't pour into other people when you're out here. The reason for this young man's, like, 
brokenness mm-hmm. because even though I, he was, I don't even think he was present because that was part of the reason why he came to live with him because mm-hmm. I think they, they felt like, oh, he doesn't have like a, a, male, a male role model exactly. in yep. his house. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to live, I'm going to send him to live with Frank. Frank right. will get him together. You know, he'll be a, a strong role model for him. X, Y, Z. Yeah. The sister ain't shit. Mm. Frank ain't shit. I think the sister was, I no. wouldn't, I, I wouldn't no. necessarily put it on her. Like it wasn't the right thing to do, but I mean, that's a big ask for someone. And I think like, I mean, it was either, I mean, like what was, what was going to be his home if he didn't go? If Frank could have owned up to his then, I mean, he might've been in an orphanage if it wasn't for the sister, to be honest. So you heard about that. I mean, that was still, I think that was still her family and she still made that sacrifice. And I don't think she did it for Frank. She did it for Dorian. Mm. Good point. Good point. So, you know, so I don't know, Frank. I don't, mm, and then I don't still know. tried to have like some say, like at that point, if Moesha wanted to run amok, she could. You gave her every reason. <laughs> she just out to here. go look for Q. Like, oh my! I can't believe like watching. So I watched like the show again, like during like the pandemic, like mm-hmm. quarantine, and I did not realize when I was younger how hot in the pants this girl she was. <laughs> and how trifling she was. She was I'm surprised hot. my mother let me watch that because she hot. <laughs> yes, she was it very much like. Uh, I'm ready. All right, Mo. <laughs> Mo to the eat e to the. Hey. <laughs> All right, so this next one is switching one gears. Of my, yeah, switching mm-hmm. gears. Pivot a little bit. <laughs> um, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. uh, and it's one on one. Flex Washington. And it's not because I think one on one is like the best show on earth. It was a good show. <laughs> it was something to watch. Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of the few shows that shows a single dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only was he a single dad, but he was very young. Yeah. Um, at that. And so, and he, he had the, he had his daughter young. I think he was a teenage parent yeah. um, when he had her. Um, and so I, I don't think we see a lot of that. Um, even to this day and what that looks like. And it, it showed like his struggles and trying to raise her and trying to, you know, be assertive and authoritative, but also like remain like kind of like be his daughter's friends mm-hmm. and be understanding, be open. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also a, um, what made it a good show too, is that he had a teenage daughter, not a teenage son. Yeah. And so it's always interesting that dynamic of a daughter um, and a father and how a lot of fathers will say like they not, you know, it just gives you a different perspective when you're trying to raise a right. uh, a, a daughter as opposed to a son. Because, you know, there's two sets of rules, whether they claim it or not. Yes. These are the <laughs> And it's funny, too, because he's, like, you know, like, trying to do his thing as, like, a young, mm-hmm. single man. Yes. But then, yep. and, you know, treating women any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like he got to remember, I got this daughter at home that yep. is watching me, watching everything I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to. And looking at me as an example. An example. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I think, if I'm being honest, now that I think about it, I think Flex is my favorite 90s dad. 
for like he's a up sitcom. there for me, but mine is coming. Mine isn't. Mine hasn't come up yet. He hasn't. Okay, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. my favorite because. But he's again. definitely like. Yeah, he was dope. Yeah, I was like, was I wish really my dad could be like, you know, understanding like this and be around and mm-hmm. I could feel comfortable. Like having different conversations with yeah, him. About yeah, about things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah, I think what no, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, and like you said, it's not a, a representation that we see all the time. A lot of times it's the, even though it is a, a huge, like, you know, it's disproportioned, but you often don't. Uh, a lot of times black single fathers don't get any type of credit like but they are out there there's a lot of them that are thriving and doing their thing and um they're not highlighted yeah often um and he was successful mm-hmm. too yeah, and her mom well. was too they it's, both were actually mm-hmm. like doing pretty well co-parenting co-parenting that was a, that was a good example of co-parenting Mm-hmm. Teenage parents that still worked their way to like her mom was like a professor, mm-hmm. um, and he was a sports NBA player yeah. turned sports newscaster. Yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, it was really dope. It had a lot of different elements in there about you know just a healthy relationship, even though you might not be together. Mm-hmm. Um, it still was not a broken family. Yeah. You know, and every time that there was some type of conflict regarding um, Kayla, Kayla, Brianna, <laughs> Kayla Pratt. I'm like, is that, I'm just I, that's her real name, right? That's what I was like, Kayla. I was like, yeah, Brianna. <laughs> At least I got one of the two out of fifty fifty shot. <laughs> but every time there was some type of conflict with her, yeah. they were able to like at least come to some type of maybe maybe not right away. But, you know, at all times, they were able to do mm-hmm. what was best for her. For her. Yeah. Yep. So, very mature about it. So, that was a great example. Go ahead, Flex. Flex on him. <laughs> I can't take him seriously after that Michael Jackson movie. But that's oh. neither here nor there. <laughs> Our next... Why you had to do him nope, like that, yo? You should nope, let him be moving on. <laughs> or Homeboys from Outer Space. That was my show. That... <laughs> What's my sh- <laughs> They need to put that on like Hulu or like Netflix, somebody streaming service all one season so that one season so that she can watch it. <laughs> that that is a black American treasure. That joint probably on a on YouTube. <laughs> What's on uh what Crackle or what's the oh, other yeah. Tubi? To- oh yeah, Tubi. <laughs> He's about to- <laughs> Yeah, to be. Oh, what up? Our next okay. dad. Yes. Unpopular opinion. Um, don't come. Don't come at my neck. Well, they just gotta hear you out first. That's why. That's how you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dre Johnson from Blackish. <gasps> love. I love Blackish. Mm-hmm. I love the Johnson family. But when I sat and thought about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, he why are you hating on <laughs> He wasn't all that great. Mm-hmm. Number one, he he had what five five children: mm-hmm. Zoe, Junior, the twins, mm-hmm. and the Devonte. Five kids, but he was vocal. 
that his favorite was always going to be his firstborn, which mm-hmm. is Zoe. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew that. And it was just like a fact. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then in him having a favorite, he also fostered like a, like a spirit of competitiveness, I feel, amongst his kids, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily healthy. Like, I shouldn't be competing for your affection like as a child not for your okay go ahead go ahead no 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 go go not I, for... I got a list I, oh, no. a list. I, I see you I see you mm-hmm. I don't think you should not necessarily competitiveness with each other like in where his affection is the prize but in general that's not a bad thing Competition is not bad, but it was okay. with his like. Affection. But if you're like, yeah, if I'm like competing for your affection and your love, then yes, like that they is just bad. Junior the whole series just wanted to be loved by his father, his, and it wasn't yeah. until like the last episode that it was like, or the second to last, I see you, son. I, I love you. I love you. This boy then went through what middle school, high school, didn't go to college, mm-hmm. and then he finally at the end. Mm-hmm. Then I also think he didn't necessarily give grace to his kids and kind of like let them have the ability to make decisions on their own and mess up. And I think, you know, as a parent, you you, you don't want to see your kids like fall. Right. You kind of have like that, like helicopter, like hovering, mm-hmm. like I, I want to control everything. But his was like obsessive mm-hmm. in a sense because it was like you make me you're, you're a reflection of me mm-hmm. so you have to do good so that I can look good mm-hmm. and then when you do bad like I'm just like oh well you know I'm, I'm cutting you off so for example Zoe his favorite when she was trying to navigate college and everything like she ended up like flunking out or failing out or something and like he cut her off didn't speak to her and I was like that's a little harsh like I get mm-hmm. the not financially supporting her anymore because she didn't do well in her classes but the fact that that was your favorite and you've had her on a pedestal for mm-hmm. so long and just to yank it away mm-hmm. and then my last issue with him is that he acknowledged so at the end of every episode, he acknowledged his downfalls, which is good because a mm-hmm. lot of parents don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he apologized, mm-hmm. but he didn't learn from his mistakes because you would see him constantly doing, doing the, the same, same thing. thing. It's like In a his different way, way of the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because. So think- how much of that, like, do you think was like his parenting style was? Mm-hmm indicative of how he was raised oh i think it has everything to do with it um because you see like his constant struggle with his dad Mm -hmm. who wasn't around but now that he's doing well off like he has to like Mm -hmm. put the bill for his dad and he loves his dad but they they don't have that like relationship that Mm -hmm. emotional even though that's something that he yearns for so i think it has everything to do with it so Mm -hmm. i think it's a good show of showing how like family trauma Trauma can be passed down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like 
where do we stop it? Where do we like, mm-hmm. you know, change the narrative and how do we do that? Cause mm-hmm. you know, in his head, I'm sure he thought that, well, you know, like they got this badass crib. They were rocking all designer. My job as a dad is done mm-hmm. because these were the things that my father didn't, the, the minimum me. things that he didn't give to me. So I don't even have time. And, and we talked about this on like another episode. Like I don't even have time to think about emotionally what you need. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't get it, but I do know that you fly as shit. Yeah. You got, you have clothes in your back. There's mm-hmm. food on the table. You have, you know, have what you, you're not wanting for anything, but it's a lot of times that, that emotional mm-hmm. piece it's yeah. so important and sometimes that gets lost in translation just like you you know how we were kind of saying when he didn't have those things for from his dad mm-hmm. he had a hard time showing his children that because he didn't receive yeah. that and so yeah it's definitely um when you look at it it's uh it's definitely a great example of how trauma and experiences are passed down from one generation to another so it was nice at the end he said like he saw him which is weird though because i felt like you know he was selling me dreams sometimes so i felt like there was a lot of times when he finally saw the light and right. understood his son was right. Di- right and understood that his <laughs> son was not him like his you know like you're yeah. he has your name but he's not you do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a completely different person, completely different individual. And, um, so yeah, he, he definitely sold me a few dreams. So it's like, finally, like, stop, stop talking to him like that. Like, that's your son. Like, <laughs> and then he'd be back up to his old trick. Yes. <laughs> back up to his old ways. Like, damn, Dre. Come on, yo. <laughs> he just wants your love, yo. He just want a, a genuine hug and just right? love. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's uh, it. Let him be great. Here. I wish that the, I guess the episode, like the final episode where they had all went, like three, the three generations had went and had like their little staycay, whatever you want to call it, in the mm-hmm. cabinet. I wish that was played out more. It felt kind of rush. Yeah. That's a cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I said it and I was like, you know what? If nobody corrects me, they, they're going to know what I meant because of my first and the the words that followed it that I meant cabin. <laughs> I think I was thinking of like wood cabinets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and> my, <laughs> you know, cabin is made of wood and so <laughs> I see you. I see you, uh, sis. I see you, sis. <laughs> but <laughs> rush because I felt like that was one of the the main things of the show that mm-hmm. did it because you know we're laughing the whole time because right. you know, black black people good at laughing and we good at making a mm-hmm. traumatic situation funny funny when it's um not. yeah and so I wish they would have teased that apart more because I do think that's one of like the main takeaways of the mm-hmm. show and I think it's very very important especially yeah. in the black community when you know black men black women black children Mm -hmm. every day we're facing like something new yeah um yeah so unpopular opinion dre johnson he he was a good dad but he wasn't really right like he he wasn't like the ideal dad but he was working on it which we all are doing yes so i think you know you know you backed up your points well you you backed it up Okay, and so, like, before I mention, so, the next one, he's, like, one of my 
or like the show I think when I look at it is like one of my favorites so Family Matters I thought it was a really great show mm-hmm. even before, like when I watched it it was great but now that I think about what it was depicting it was great um, it was a multi-generational house and so a lot of the times I think that especially with black men as soon as they turn 18 alright you gotta go like you gotta you gotta go to school you gotta get out and I'm like, they're still a kid. Like, yeah. you know, they're still very young. So trying to figure things out. And it's always acceptable for, not always, but it's more acceptable for a black female to stay in the home than a black man. And I'm like, they're still facing some of the same difficulties and the same um, challenges that a black female would face. But they got to get out and figure it out on their own. And so a lot of times that's because what that's what their dad had to do a lot of times. But it doesn't always make make it seem that's not always the correct way to do things. It's not always right. And so they had like an aunt in there. They had cousins and grandma, the mom, the dad, sister, brother. So it was nice to see um, that it was more than, there's more than one way to have a family. So I thought that they represented um, just a different aspect yeah. of life. Because I feel like, you know, that's what it used to be. Like, you know, further, you know, years ago or generations before, like, it was multiple generations in a house. Yeah. And somewhere along those lines, it was, like, broken. And, like, you got to get out and make your own. hmm And I think it was the most realistic at the time of what the black family looked like. Because I think before Family Matters, we had, like, the Cosby mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like a doctor, a lawyer, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. always like, you know, affluent, like black people, like living in Brownstone, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, which are like multi-million dollar like houses, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, it's important for people, like, especially mainstream people to see black mm-hmm. people in that light. Mm-hmm. But most of us are regular, regular with these like blue collar, like jobs. Yeah. Um, you know, just, you know, your average everyday people. And Mm -hmm. that's what this show like showed. Um, and so I, I appreciated that because I feel like it was more relatable Mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, especially (laughs) because I thought Carl Winslow looked like my dad and my dad (laughs) was like a police officer. So I was like, Oh, this is me. (laughs) This is me right here. Like, I think they were just big with like, like this. Like, okay, Laura. In the middle of the head. Oh, shit. Like, I could have been Laura. Laura. <laughs> uh, or could I have been Judy, who just like disappeared and never came Judy back? Judy did. She went upstairs. <laughs> Why did they do that to her? Went upstairs. <laughs> and then became a. Never mind. I didn't go there. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't have to do her like that. I would actually love to see a reunion for the Family Matters. I don't think it will happen Mm because there's, like, conflict on a show between actors. But if they could all get it together for, like, Mm -hmm. one day while we're doing, like, these reunion shows, just to see, like, Mm -hmm. where everyone is at and, like, just hit hit with any hatches, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was a really... Uh, really great show a little bit before it's time as far as like the message that I feel like now that I'm older mm-hmm. is portraying um, very very healthy message and um, 
it still showed like just the highs and lows of families, but they still him and you know Harriet mm-hmm. were married, going strong, and um, it shows like you know how you can help your family sometime and oh, great show. I think it was a really, you know, and he was a good, he was very present, very involved, supportive dad. So I think it was, it was a really, yeah. it was a really great show. I thought we'd be go watch Family Matters. Right? And let's not talk about the intro because the intro be popping. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk about how, uh, for Living Single, their first mm-hmm. season was the Family Matters house. Mm-hmm. Did you you know what? That is so funny you say that because I was like, damn, like I've never seen yeah. this show, but it looks so familiar. Yeah. Uh, the first season, they were using a family Maddie's house. Wow. Or at least the first couple of episodes. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I never realized that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same set. Like, what's up, y'all? Nothing. <laughs> right. Oh, that was we yeah. had some good dads. You want to do a um, you want to do an honorable mention? Oh, honorable mention! There are so many. Um, my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. I love how. Like I, similar to like Flex, he he was a young dad. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he was like a teenage dad, but he like approached raising his kids with a sense of like relatability mm-hmm. and and humor mm-hmm. to where it's like dang i wish my dad was like this cool yeah. and that yeah. like we could actually have fun like mm-hmm. it's not always like so you know, serious my parent trying to raise sin. me yeah yeah um so i would say that that would be my favorite honorable mention you know two mm-hmm. daughters a son i think um you know, he he did his best to raise them right. Another mm-hmm. person who had like a regular regular job, mm-hmm. um, but still own, did own well. business, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, still did well. Um, married, good depiction of a black family. So I would yes. say, and, and Tisha Campbell don't get her props for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was you know her and Martin were good. But I think her, her and Damon Wayans also had, like, really good chemistry. Oh, they definitely show. did. Yeah. They yeah. did, for sure. Yes. 100%. I love that show. This is a good one. Um, I'll throw in um, Ray Campbell from Sister, Sister. Sister, Sister. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love Sister, Sister. It's such a good show. And it was so different because they adopted, like, that, yeah. you know. Black people do adopt kids, y'all. You know, like, yeah. it was another depiction. And then, you know, of course, they were separated at birth. And um, they moved in so that their, you know, daughters continued to grow up together. So, um, just different, just another different family dynamic. But still, uh, they were adults enough to get along. They were co-parenting in a different way. They had never been mm-hmm. in a relationship up until... You know, whatever. So, um, it was great. I, I thought that was, you know, he was a really good dad too. So, and then it was interesting how he tried to uh, initially like not really overstep his, try not to overstep his boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, trying to still be that father figure when needed and, you know, yeah. trying to be someone that, um, that Tia, uh, yeah. could trust, you know, eventually and stuff yeah. like that. So. That's I thought he was, yeah. yeah. I'm going to put that over and go to lay down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched the whole uh, series. Yes, it's really uh, good. Recently. It's really good. And it's even better, I think, as like an adult mm-hmm. than it was when we were younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what do we there? I I look at like TV now. And I don't really now that Blackish is gone. I don't mm-hmm. really see any um, like black family shows. There's that show on Netflix that was good, like Family Reunion. Um, that's cool. Let's get towards the kids a little bit. Mm-hmm. I guess this is us. Perhaps if you take have, Sterling, uh, uh, Kate Brown's character. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I would like to see, though, um, is now that I am older, mm-hmm. what it looks like as, like, a black father in his relationship with his, like, older children. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really, like, see that. I think yeah. that Insecure explored it, like, a teeny, teeny little bit. Like, you got glimpses of, like, Molly's family dynamic and Issa's. Mm-hmm family dynamic but i feel like that would be a great addition so if any like tv execs are listening happen to stumble you know, upon this you know you yeah can write now that <laughs> now that you're an adult what does that look like mm-hmm. um trying to like be an adult coming to your own but also like navigate family dynamics mm-hmm. being respectful of your parents but still like trying to make you know, your own way out. and yeah, do your own thing I'd like to see that. Yeah. I would too. <laughs> we gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. Yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. That was good. That was good. I'm nice and little. I'm feeling yeah. real warm on this, uh, this warm. island. I'm hot, actually. It's fuzzy, though. Like, I feel good. Yeah. I don't feel, like, sad or different. Like, a good wholehearted conversation. It was. Y'all got <laughs> let us, you know, let us know, you know. Yeah. Um, what some of you all's favorite sitcom dads are and why. Do you like the list? Do yeah. you not? Should we uh you got a different honorable mention? Let us know. <laughs> Girl, I am like hot with this hibiscus island, okay? Like <laughs> I'm about to put my hair in a bun. Like, I'm hot. <laughs> Think about, though, the medicinal properties of the hibiscus. Yeah, you're and, right. Like, it's healthy. It's, like, best of both worlds. <laughs> Look, I'm still hot. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't you go ahead and, why don't you go ahead and um, read the On the Rocks for this week? Good job. Okay. <laughs> Dear Shafonda and Yvette, that's me, that's me. Dear Shafonda and Yvette, it sounds crazy weird, but I feel like I obsessively think about a guy I used to work with a few years ago. The weird thing is the way I feel about him now isn't the way I felt about him while we were working together. Hmm? I thought he was cool back then, even kind of cute, but I didn't consider him someone I would date or really get to know. He approached me the first day I started working there, letting me know he wanted to introduce himself, which I thought was cool instead of him being standoffish. I wouldn't say he would full-on flirt with me, but he definitely did things and said things to me that let me know he was interested in him trying to gauge my interests. Interest. Hey, hibiscus. <laughs> <laughs> I really think the reason I didn't look at him like that is because I was starting to see someone else at the time. Plus, I was also trying to get over another relationship that had ended several months prior. 
One day, not too long ago, he came to mind and I just started thinking about how interesting and funny he was and wondering why I didn't pursue him while I had the chance. Thinking back, it seems like he probably was the most my type I've ever come across in a guy. Mm. I'm fighting the urge on trying to look him up slash reconnect with him. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had a good experience in reconnecting with someone from the past. Plus, with the amount of time that has passed, three years, um, I think it'll actually be really weird. It's a good thing I don't know his last name or I think I would have done it by now. LMAO. (laughs) Okay, girl. <laughs> when I stopped working there, I didn't really tell my coworkers I was leaving. The next day, when I didn't show up for work, he sent a text with something like, baby, where are you? Huh? At the time, I thought it was super weird because him and I have never spoken to each other like that. So I ignored it. I'm still living in the same city since then and wonder what are the chances we'll reconnect naturally if he's still here as well. What do I do? Help. <laughs> Signed. The ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this so... is cute. <laughs> I don't know how she gonna find him. She better look him up on Facebook or something. Facebook, Instagram, be creative. LinkedIn. Oh yeah, that you is a good Google. one. That is a good one. LinkedIn is a good one. I would start there. Um, I don't think it's, I, I feel like if you would have, if you were going to run into him naturally, you would have done it by now. Like you've been in the same city for three years. So yeah. I think it would have happened by now. Y'all are in different circles. Right. So, um, but I don't think it's weird. I mean, I feel like people do it all the time. Yeah. I, hey guys. I I think you should go for it, it especially because he was interested. Mm-hmm. So you know, and it, I hope you glue up, you glowed up. Yeah. So you're still looking cute and right. popping. He'd be all for it. Yeah. If what I hope not. In a yes. If he's not in a relationship, that's what I hope <laughs> for you is that you would like reach out to him, reconnect, mm-hmm. and he's still single. I, I mean, there, there might be a reason why him of all people is popping up in your head. And maybe it's a sign. Like, because, I mean, it seems like it came out of nowhere. And the fact that you're obsessing over him mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, you realize you, like he could be, if not the one, someone that you could have a really, really good time with mm-hmm. and just like vibe with. So I think you should go for it. I don't, like, you don't know nobody that you used to work with that might right. know his last like, name. You just dipped off. But, you know, start Google, Google search. Um, Daquan, green eyes, <laughs> brown skin. Like, break it all the way down. Break it you know, all let, the way down. Let Google's, let Google work. Right. Okay. <laughs> you put in everything you know about that exactly <laughs> but yeah i think in linkedin linkedin would probably definitely be a good look yeah because then you could look by like mm-hmm. where you guys used to work mm-hmm. and maybe something mm-hmm. will pop up then girl good. do it yeah girl, Go for it. Let us girl. Know. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for you i know right good luck sis. i don't know why because <laughs> it's like it's cute and it's not like it is cute when that's like you know yeah that's pretty Re- reconnect with him let us know what happened you gotta like write another letter and be like hey yo just tell us about your first date because yeah. i'm going to 
Will that he is single mm-hmm. and ready to mingle. Mm-hmm. And he is also thinking about you. He is. Let's claim that. Maybe he will find you first. Um, he probably would have done it already. But um let's what? not let's not sell dreams here. Dang. <laughs> really? Mm mm. just I mean, in my bubble. I'm sorry. What city? If they're like in New York City or like okay, New York City. It's it's possible. If y'all was in D.C., we only run in small circles. Y'all would have saw each other by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, L.A., sure. Yeah, you're right. They probably would have ran into each other. Maybe mm-hmm. moved. But long probably distance so. could be cute for, like, a little hookup situation. Maybe in Miami or something. So you can go get a nice little tan, lay out on a beach, you know, have him pay for your flight and hotel. She don't even notice, man. Like, he could be a creep by now, so don't tell her I have on no, those flights so quick. Not. How do you know? You don't know what he's been doing the last three years? She barely talked to him. She barely gave this man a time of the day. Come on now. <laughs> like, like, but if she obsessed over him, that means there was something there. There was no, something. To me, that don't means... Do that. Look, You're, like, changing your mind. You were all for it. I, I am for it, but with some practicality like don't tell her to, it's not like they were dating and she's like oh like all i right, can think well, about him she go to she miami was, with no. your friend look she was barely giving him the time of day he was like uh-huh. yo what's good with you she ignored him she, she thought he was a creep she, she thought he was, was a her creep goal. so she said he was her type right. but she was she said she thought it was weird getting over a situation when he was because like baby now nah, he was like baby where are you she was like at that time i thought it was weird because we had never spoken like that so she ignored him so to me you're also telling me like oh i've been dating a whole bunch of ancient ancient dudes these last three how years we, and now i'm going wait, back in my room wait how do we change so quickly <laughs> hold up <laughs> you made you made we were on the same page we were like we were seconds ago we were but then you took a left feel having her be 10 tears down for this man and she don't even know what he's been doing the last three years no, 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 no. i just said it was you like oh cool. you can lay out and he can no 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 yes we don't know for my trip no I'm flying to miami we don't even know i'll what bring he, a friend with me so we, we don't be safe no buddy no no, no no we don't even know what he's been doing so no right he could be a drug dealer like no or he could right. be he could be married with two kids. Like we don't know what his situation is. Well, okay, if he's not married, we're assuming he can still be a single. creep. We can still it can still be a creep. So now it will also make me wonder, like, why are you circling back to me now? Like you have to let her tread lightly. Don't tell her to put all her eggs in one basket. <laughs> he come back and swerve. So hey, uh, start with LinkedIn. <laughs> and and message like, hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> And see what he's been up to. Oh that's it. Uh, that's it. See what he's been up to, and then take it from there. But like, don't be ten toes down because you okay, couldn't. But they've been. She hasn't been able to find him in like three years. So no, she said she didn't look yet. They just she hasn't. She hasn't seen him three, three years. Exactly. So that's a lot of time that's passed. Shit, she could be crazy as hell. <laughs> I got <laughs> I have a story to tell you offline, but <laughs> <laughs> but you now that I think about this story that's in my head, you're right. Let's see exactly. Try so Lily. I'm just saying, yes, yeah, Lily. Okay, that's just you know that's our perspective. Be careful. 
Okay, so for On the House, um, this episode we're keeping in line with Juneteenth. And so there's this really good um, documentary. Um, It's like a mini docuseries on Mm -hmm. Netflix. It's called High on the Hog. So you guys, yes, it's it's great. Like, it's probably, uh, honestly, it's probably one of the best documentaries, like, I've ever watched um i think a lot of times when there is a documentary or a movie a biopic or whatever about african-americans it oftentimes focuses on like sadness or the horrors or struggles that black people have went through and are still going through obviously um but this one hits a little different it was like it was beautiful really um it chronicalizes the and highlights um the culinary impact that our food has had on the u.s and so it talks what i like about it really is it talks about more than just like soul food and so while soul food is obviously very important to us like that you know those main staples the fried chicken the greens the mac and cheese and all those things um there's more to our food than just that and that we have touches of impact and a lot of the things that are eaten in the u.s today and so the documentary really explains why it's really dope you should check it out and you might even see some recipes that you might want to try for Juneteenth. You know, they have some nice little recipes. Yeah. So it was really dope. Like, yeah, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I learned so much. Um, and even like with Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that like red velvet cake was like a Juneteenth staple. Mm-hmm. So I watched High on the same, same. And I was like, Oh shoot. No wonder, like, this is the black cake. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> like, I see why. Yep. Um, and even when, like, he went to, like, the Geechee mm-hmm. like, Islands, it was just, it was so dope. I agree. Yeah. Watch it. I'm probably going to watch it again. That's what I'm going to, like, I started watching it again. Juneteenth. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, it was just that good. Yeah. I started watching it again. Yeah. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, y'all should definitely check that out. You're welcome. <laughs> so winding down do you have anything for the last call okay so this is our last episode not forever heading down not forever just the season this is our last episode for the season yes so yeah we did 10 whole episodes like that's pretty dope that's yeah it went by it, quick it went by so fast <laughs> I, yeah yeah like it it started in end of January, mm-hmm. beginning of February, mm-hmm. and and it, and here we are in June. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, but um, we so yeah, so we're wrapping for the season, but we'll uh, still be very active. Um, some other ventures that we're trying to pursue. So definitely stay locked to our Instagram at underscore sip at the table. Um, of course, we got y'all with the polls and questions, playlists, drink recipes, some little, you know, cute little videos and stuff like that. So definitely stay locked yeah. into that. Um, we'll still be doing like a, a version of On the Rock. So uh, feel free to continue to use our um, the link in our link tree. Mm-hmm. You can um, anonymously submit a letter there. Um, yeah. Got anything else? Yeah. No, just thank you all for like listening mm-hmm. and rocking with us and you know, interacting with us on social <laughs> media. Yes. Tell a friend, you know, this was a, a great first season mm-hmm. and you're looking forward to season two, three, four, five. Yes. All of that. Um yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. 
Happy Juneteenth to all of us. Celebrate, show out. Don't say excuse me. Don't move for nobody in no grocery store. I'll like we ain't doing none of that shit. Okay? We ain't doing none of that shit. (laughs) 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 All right, y'all. Sip safe. Bye.